The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Hello and welcome to a throwback episode of the Ectoplasm Show. I am Jason Kupsik, and this episode is from December 16th all the way back in 2016, where Josh and I talk about subliminal messaging. And my guess is it's only gotten even worse, and we probably don't even know the extent of it. Anyways, Go check out Podbelly, our podcast network, and please enjoy this throwback episode. And Josh and I will be back next week with two episodes, our Paranormal News episode, and I have a topic, a good one, lined up for you guys, and I'll see you then. The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's up, my friend? That was just a jump of bunch of gibberish bullshit. <laughs> it was just a bunch of gibberish bullshit. Well, then how was it? That's a subliminal message. Or <laughs> I don't know, but I really, like, really supposed to make me I do. Don't, I just really want a coke right now. I don't know why. But I really want a coke. I don't. You don't want a coke. What do you do? What do you no. want? Do you want anything specific? Um. No. Nothing. No. Nothing, <laughs> nothing comes to mind. A new bag. Oh, that's funny. That's that's what the subliminal message was for. Yeah. For yeah, it was for backs. <laughs> I um. For new backsides. I was sitting in a really old, um, gymnasium bleachers for like an hour and a half tonight damn not good did you uh happen to pop any pain meds before the show though no because uh no i didn't um i'll wait till later you should you should have just done it so it'll be like drunk right maybe maybe i'll just fall asleep (laughs) We lost Jason. <laughs> oh my goodness. Fun stuff, buddy. So what's new? Um a buddy of mine's looking 
for somebody in the St. Louis area to be his case manager or to be a case manager for their group. That's very cool. So it's Moonlight Paranormal, and that's light as an L-I-T-E. So MoonlightParanormal.com out of St. Louis. His name is Mark, and he posted this morning he was looking for a case manager for the St. Louis area, so I told him I would mention it. So if you are in the St. Louis area and want to join a group, check them out. MoonlightParanormal.com Very good stuff. So really, what was that supposed to make me want to do? Nothing. It was absolute gibberish. It was absolutely nothing. However, um, I found it. I found it interesting. Um, And yeah, that was it. I found it interesting, and so I wanted to put it on there. Because everything else... Everything else pertaining to tonight's subject was more or less like, oh, did you hear the dick comment in like this Disney movie or some shit like that? You know what I mean? And I'm like, God, I don't. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of that. Stuff, there's but... a lot of that. There's a lot yeah, of uh, Disney and dicks and stuff like that. So first, first, before we get into it, I want to mention, too, that we are now in the Pod Bros podcast network go check them out hell yes and we were gonna do the purple revolution tonight because this is our conspiracy episode yeah and i just i was laying in bed looking through the purple revolution stuff and now i believe that it's damn near possible this is supposed to be a soros backed thing where in other countries he has backed rioters and other stuff to go in and start a civil war revolution. There's been in the like country. the white revolution, the <clears throat> the orange revolution. Yeah, like, stuff like name that. Name a color. Most, yeah, yeah. But um, I couldn't find any in, you know instances where they pointed to exact stuff that had happened. All I found was the same thing on twenty different websites, and they were all like. Like I'm a conservative person, but there, this was all like the Bible code shit, and everybody finding every little thing into the Purple Revolution, like right. turning it into religious stuff and all this other stuff and whatever. I just, I couldn't keep reading it, so I couldn't find anything other than the same three lines about it. So it's it's interesting though that that's all you could find. I mean, that does say that that is a possible reason. There could be a reason why we don't find it. Yeah. One, it didn't. Does it? It's not real. Or two, they're hiding it. Sure. Absolutely. But yeah, I was talking to you about what we should do, and I was talking to a friend of mine named Chelsea, and she suggested subliminal messaging or messages or advertisements or any of that kind of stuff. So decided to do that. Hell yes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. So, you know, diving right into this shit. What is what is something that could usher in people into this idea? The idea that you could be programmed, so to speak, while you're enjoying your your favorite movie or you're out at the movie theater or you're listening to the radio or watching a Disney flick or whatever, you know what ushers in people into this into this crazy fucking world because a lot of people think um 
you know, this is complete bullshit. But I mean, it is, it's proven. Like back in the 50s, this guy did an experiment well, saying yeah, like that's drink Coke in the movie allowed. theater. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's not, I don't know. From what I was reading, the only place where it's actually illegal is in the United Kingdom that I was able to find. But it's pretty much frowned upon by most places, <laughs> including the FCC in the United States. So frowned if somebody's upon. caught doing it, I don't, I don't know what the penalties are, but I don't know either. Yeah, if I couldn't find if that. I think upon. it's basically just uh, looked on as a bad policy, but I don't no, think no. that that it stopped. I mean, I pulled up. I figured we'd start with like what the definitions is and stuff like that. So, sure. excuse me. <clears throat> I pulled from Wiki some stuff real quick for subliminal stimuli. Ooh. Uh, it stands for below threshold. So contrary to supraliminal stimuli, which is above threshold, or any sensory stimuli below an individual's threshold for conscious perception, a recent review of functional magnetic resonance imaging that's the fMRI studies show that subliminal stimuli activate specific regions of the brain despite participants being unaware visual stimuli may be quickly flashed before an individual can process them or flashed and then masked thereby interrupting the processing audio stimuli may be played below audible volumes or masked by other stimuli Okay. So that's basically what it is. So here's where th- what they say about its effectiveness. Applications of subliminal stimuli often base themselves on the pervasiveness or per- sorry, persuasiveness of the message. Importantly, research on action What are you li- what are you hearing? I don't know yet. Okay. Go ahead. Um, importantly, research on action priming has showed shown that subliminal stimuli can trigger only actions a receiver of the message plans to perform anyway. So if you're thirsty and thinking about getting something, a flash of a Coke can make you go get it. Well, certainly would. I mean, it would help. Absolutely. Yeah. You're throwing me off here because I can see you with half of your headphones off. Yeah, I'm listening to something. Uh, isn't your wife gone? No, she's not. No. She's uh, she's in class right now. Oh, okay. But my Anyways. kid, my kid's like screaming. My kid's been sick all week, and so like Tuesday and Wednesday, I uh, I actually stayed home, you know, and uh, just stayed with my daughter. You know, and she's like, she's two years old, so she's sick as fuck, and she doesn't know, like, what she wants or anything like that. She's just fucking miserable. So it sucks, but I'm pretty sure she's, like, screaming right now. Yeah, now I'm certain of it. <laughs> God. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, she's continue- screaming for you? Yeah, like, I'm going to go get her in a second. Okay, well, why don't we just pause it and go now? Okay, I'm going to pause just real quick. And we're back. (laughs) 
super quick for the people listening. Magic of radio. That's right. Magic of podcast. Boom, boom. Just like There were some subliminal messages in there. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. It makes me wonder because, you know, like... Well, it's it's weird because, um, <laughs> you know, we always have that underlying music playing underneath yeah. uh, the vocal track of the podcast. We should slip some shit all up in there. We <laughs> totally see, could. We I mean, easily could. Oh, my God. Like, it would be seamless. We could easily do this. Be my friend. Be my buddy. <laughs> I don't want to listen to him if you're going to be putting shit in there to make me fall in love with you. Be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's a couple different types of them. Okay. They have the objective threshold, which is the objective threshold is found using a forced choice procedure in which participants must choose which stimulus they saw from options given to them. So they're they have stuff put in front of them and then they watch something and then they're supposed to pick something from it. Okay. Um, the subjected threshold is determined by when the participant reports that his or her performance on a forced choice procedure estimates, approximates chance. So that's um, where they can write down what they think they saw to see if they got it right or not. It's pretty cool. Um, there's a few other ones that are kind of detailed. Um, direct and indirect measures. These are how to test for them is how is what these are. Uh, perception without awareness can be demonstrated through the comp- comparison of direct and indirect measures of perception. Direct measures use responses to tasks, definitions, as per the explicit instructions given to the subjects. Wow. Indirect measures are responses that are not a part of the task defined given to the subjects. Huh. So for example, how- in a typical Stroop task, I'm not sure what the hell that is, subjects are given the task of naming the color of a patch of ink. Right. A direct measure is accuracy true to the instructions given to the participants. The popular indirect measure used in the same task is response time. Subjects are told or not told that they are being measured for response time. Gotcha. So it's um, knowing that you're being tested for something compared to not knowing you're being tested for something. Which uh, I know that would like play a huge part with me. I would freak out. Like when I'm being like tested or in any way, shape, or form, I I would absolutely freak out. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking hate it. So I got a few different examples, not examples of explanations on different kinds. So this is the auditory stimuli, the auditory uh, subliminal messaging. Got it. One method for creating subliminal auditory stimuli is called masking. This method involves hiding the target auditory stimulus in some way. Auditory subliminal stimuli are shown to have some effect on the participant, but not a large one. For example, one study used other speech-like sounds to cover up the target words. The study found evidence of priming in the absence of awareness of the stimuli. 
but the effects of these subliminal stimuli were only seen in one of the outcome measures of priming. While the effects of conscious stimuli were seen in multiple outcome measures. So this has a lot of like jargon and shit in it. Absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, vis- basically what they're saying is um, visual stimuli is a lot more useful than auditory, than auditory because which is exactly what we were suggesting doing like hiding and saying shit in the uh in the undertone that we have going right now it says here uh, in an experimental study on the influence of subliminal target words embedded into a music track on choice behavior for a drink authors found no evidence for manipulative effect Interesting. Okay. Self-help audio recordings, they say, are different because you're okay. going into it with the... Uh, with intent, intent yes. ...being made better. So, and that was my next question to you. So, how does any of this differ, then, from hypnosis? Hypnosis, well, yeah, you go in... a little bit different because it's affecting a different part of your brain. Okay, I see what you're saying. But, I mean, you could still put some shit in there if you were, like, a a hypnotist, correct? Sure. I mean, and everybody's different. Just because this one study found that the people weren't affected doesn't mean that other people aren't aren't affected. Because I believe, and I know it's true for something we're going to talk about near the end of this episode, that even certain sounds can affect someone without them even knowing they're there. Sure. We're going to be talking later about a certain patent for mind control later that's going to come through your TV and probably is coming through your TV and our computer monitors we're looking at right now. But we'll get into that later. Sons of bitches. It's just a vibration that your computer's putting off. Anyways. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Did that make you happy? Uh, Just, no, just... The Beach Boy song came in my head. I'm picking up good vibrations. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought started, your mind was dirtier than that. No, Josh. I just started giggling. Oh, my mind's fucking terrible. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I was just thinking of that. All right. So uh, the visual stimuli. In order to study the effects of subliminal stimuli, researchers will often prime the participants with specific visual stimuli often images and determine if the stimuli elicit different responses you get preheat the oven buddy what? you get to preheat the oven yeah prime it subliminal stimuli has mostly been studied in the context of emotion in particular researchers have focused a lot of attention on perception perception of faces and how stim- subliminal presentation to different facial expressions affect emotion Uh, visual stimuli, uh, subliminal stimuli has also been used to study emotion elicit, eliciting stimuli and simple geometric stimuli. Okay. And I understand that. I get that. Like why they would do that. Did you cut out again? No, I was looking ahead because I have a bunch of stuff that's like this kind of boring i know it's just hard to make it's it's hard to make sense of when somebody's reading it to you you know i don't want to bore our listeners 
I don't think they could ever be bored with the ectoplasm. <laughs> I'm so- <laughs> uh, simple geometric stimuli. Here's some. Laboratory research on unconscious perception often employs simple stimuli, geometric shapes or colors in which visibly or visibility is controlled by visual masking. Masked stimuli are then used to prime the processing of subsequent presented target stimuli. For instance, in the response priming paradigm, no idea what the hell name, uh, participants have to respond to a target stimulus, identifying whether it's a diamond or a square. So these are things where they're they're flashing things in front of people really fast, very fast, and they're Very trying fast. to figure out if they can see that. And I've seen other, and I've, yeah, and I've seen other Which studies like that. The stuff later, where it's actual right. stuff instead of just shapes. Fuck me, running man. What's up with my throat? Anyway, like I've seen other studies like that. That it's it's very fast flashes. There's like seven flashes within one second. And I mean, it's like really freaking fast. Uh, but then you're supposed to say what you you saw or what you read or what have you. You know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. So Wiki also had a few examples of different things in the past. I I cut some of them because some of them were within a TV show. They were using it against a bad guy or something like that. I cut that shit out because it wasn't actually being used against the public. I was <laughs> like, way to go, Wiki. I cut that shit out. Um, anyway, so in 1978 in Wichita, Kansas, television KAKE-TV received special permission from the police to place a subliminal message in a report on the BTK killer. What That's the, the buying torture kill, killer that was just caught in like 2002 or something like that. I remember that happening. You remember that? It, yes. It's not that far away for you even. Right. So, so what? Why? So in an effort to get him to turn himself in, the subliminal message, including the text, call now call the chief, as well as a pair of glasses. The glasses were included because the BTK murderer, Nancy Fox, or murdered Nancy Fox... There was a pair of glasses lying upside down on the dresser. Police felt that seeing the glasses might stir up remorse in the killer. The attempt was unsuccessful. No police shit. Police reported no increased volumes of calls afterwards. Um, I mean, that's assuming, number one, that the killer would be watching your program. Yeah. Which, go ahead and stroke your ego a little more, because most likely, no. Um pretty fucked that's cool though that they tried it good try so Any this forever. one I remember yeah during the 2000 US presidential campaign a television ad advertising for Republican Bush showed word, words and parts thereof scaling from the background or the foreground to the background on a television screen when the word bureaucrats flashed on the screen one frame showed only the last part, rats. The FCC looked into the matter, but no penalties were assessed on the case because at the same time it said rats, it had something about the Democratic candidate on there. <laughs> so they were trying to put that into your thought into your head. Right. 
Um, I, I remember reading about this and seeing that commercial. Interesting. Made me hate them. Maybe that's why I don't like them today. Dirty sons of bitches. <laughs> they took their job. Um, Alright, so in the British alternative comedy show, The Young Ones, a number of subliminal images were pres- pres- present in the original and most repeated broadcasts of the second series. Images included a gull coming into land, a tree frog jumping through the air, a man gurning. Do you know what gurning is? What's gurning? I don't know. <laughs> G-U-R-N-I-N-T. Yeah, I figured it's how it's spelled, but yeah, I don't know. What that Hold on, just, I'm going to look no, it up I'll just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Siri this shit. Let me see. Siri, what is the definition of gurning? You dumb shit, Siri. Siri didn't know? Let's see if no, Google No, it's because knows. she thought I said turning, like with a D. Yeah, I'm sure Google would have it. Okay, Google. What is the definition? Oh, hold on. I didn't get it. Oh, I got it. Okay, Google. <laughs> Just to make a grotesque face is all it is. What is the definition of gurning? It, it looks like this, pal. Oh, I had never set it up. It was telling me to... Oh. Say it three yeah, it times. just it's just the uh, the definition is to make a grotesque face. Okay, that's all it is. Um, and the end credits of the film Carry On Cowboy. These were included to mock the then occurrent occurring matter of subliminal messages. Until okay, so they put those things in there to make fun of subliminal messages. Having some problems? Always. Oh. Goodness. Mikel program shows contain strange subliminal messages that can be seen on the DVDs. As they are random, humorous statements, questions, etc., they are not regarded as advertising. <laughs> Uh, says the usual unusual the usual images are politicians. Okay, so here's one. Here's a good one. Uh, in Warner Brothers' 1943 animated film *Wise Quacking Duck*, Daffy Duck spins a statue on which the duck Daffy Duck is. Sorry, I've lost my place. Daffy Duck spins a statue which is holding a shield. Okay. For one frame, the word buy bonds is visible on the shield. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I saw a picture of this too. It's actually <laughs> there. So he's spinning the the statue, and one time when it comes around, it says buy bonds. Nice. Nice. Um, I did not know this, that there's actual subliminal stuff in the original Exorcist. Did you know that? Yeah. And I, the first time I ever watched The Exorcist... The flashes of the face, of the demonic face. Yeah, Captain Howdy. Is flashing. And it only, I forget how many times it happens or whatever, but I do remember the first time I watched it, I go, what the fuck was that? Nobody else saw what I saw. I don't remember it. Oh, yeah. It's in there. Because I, I have a copy of it, you know. But uh, 
I remember watching it with my buddies and being like, what the fuck was that? And like freaking out. And everybody's like, what? Didn't see nothing, man. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm it says like, they show it during the father's nightmare. Dude, Father it happens. Karras's yeah. Nightmare. So like when he's running and he sees his mother and she's just standing there and he's like waving at her and stuff like that. It's like, boom, like flashing. Oh, I didn't. It's I didn't so quick. That. We're talking like a frame. So fast. But it's definitely a demon face. And it no, happens a couple times at least. Demon named Captain Howdy. And it happens a few times at least, like at least two times during the movie. It says throughout the film, but it just mentions the one time on here. It's pretty fucked. Just going to throw it out there. So I remember this one. Um, a McDonald's logo appeared for one frame during the Food Network's Iron Chef America series. Are you fucking serious? On uh, January 27, 2007, leading to claims that it was an instance of subliminal advertising. But the Food Network replies that it's just a glitch, but nobody really believes them. How is that a glitch? They said the commercial started and they stopped it really fast. They would have to be damn good at their jobs. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm um, called bullshit. <laughs> on November 7, 2007, Network 10 Australia's broadcast of the ARIA or the ARIA Awards was called out for using subliminal advertising in an expose by the Media Watch program on the ABC Australian Broadcasting Corporation. So it doesn't give examples of what they did, but I, I guess they were flashing companies logos and stuff like that during the awards wow like maybe during transitions from one to the next or something hey man you gotta make a buck you know what I'm saying somehow and then this last one from wiki I did not know about either and I've seen this movie even more than the exorcist and it's Cloverfield have you ever seen Cloverfield I love Cloverfield yeah. And there might be a reason why I missed this or why people have missed this because the the movie jumps around so much because it's oh, found for footage, sure. you know. It's yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, um, it's good. <clears throat> but it says there are three subliminal pictures can be seen during various parts of the film when the camera footage distorts. The photos are actually frames from classic monster films. What? The images are shown at one, one at a time. The first is from the movie Them appears when the group play the footage back. The second, the beast from 20 fathoms under the sea, appears when they close the door on the parasites. And the third, King Kong appears when the helicopter crashes. Really? It says a monstrous creature from... Oh, yeah, this is... A monstrous creature can also be seen at the top right corner with its mouth slightly open as one of the clouds over the Statue of Liberty on the cover of the film. Oh, that's funny. I've never noticed that either. I guess I've seen it. I've never really studied the front of the film. I have not seen... I've obviously seen the movie. I just haven't seen those. I haven't, you know... Those haven't caught my eye. Fuck, that's cool, though. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Hey, you want to you wanna have movie night? Sure. When are you coming down? We can go watch the movie at Big Rip. They have the movie screen there. We should do that. Oh, we my God. We can invite God. our friends, too. We can invite all of our friends, watch Cloverfield, and just get 
faced. Yeah. Well, if we get too drunk, we won't be able to point out the subliminal messages. It won't work on us. Oh, yeah. We got to do that, don't we? <laughs> It'll be fine. It should be fine. Cloverfield Christmas? Ooh. I like that. But you're going to be in Florida. I will be in Florida, yeah. Speaking of me being in Florida, dickweed, we got we gotta, uh, we got to record some episodes to put up whilst I'm gone. In we'll my, figure that out, In my yeah. absence. Yeah. We're going to have to. <laughs> well, because I want to do... We'll, we'll do another one of these next week because... Yeah, dude. We're going to get into some more stuff here in a minute, but there's okay. another side of this I want to get into in another episode. So, okay. you got any you got anything there? No, I have nothing. I've been stuck in uh department stores all night. What were you doing? Christmas shopping? Oh, yeah, it was terrible. You were you were the I bet you is, were subjected to all uh, kinds of stimuli. I was. I was actually. Yes. Um <laughs> Oh my god. It was um, it was terrible, though, because I had it in my mind that we already had all of our Christmas shopping done. Yeah? And we did not have all of the Christmas shopping done. I still have one thing to get, but other than that, I'm done. <sighs> Pain in the frickin' ass. Now are you done? We've got, like, one more thing to buy. Yeah? Yeah, because I'm sitting there looking at my watch the whole time like, hey, we gotta go. <laughs> Like, get your asses out of the store. <laughs> I'm like, I got a radio show to do. <laughs> yeah, I was late, too, because I had my daughter's concert thing and didn't know how long it was. So yeah, I got some examples from different ads over the years. That's here. what I wanted to talk about was, like, the advertisements. I got a few of them here. So, um, and that's something that in the second half, when we do the next episode, we'll do more of these as well. Yes. Uh, but one is the KFC Dollar Snacker. I remember the Snackers. Well, they still have them. Do they really? I haven't been to I KFC. I think they're called Chicken Littles now. Yeah. That's but weird. anyways, um, <laughs> I haven't been there in forever. God damn, that sounds good. So this doesn't. Uh, this was in two thousand and eight. Okay. So. When commercial footage, when the commercial's footage is slowed to a crawl, it's easy to spot a glaring addition to the otherwise conventional fried chicken sandwich. KFC grabbed some attention in 2008 for inserting a pretty clumsy-looking dollar bill in the lettuce for its KFC snacker menu item. What? And yeah, it's a picture of the sandwich, and zoomed in, one of the pieces of lettuce is a dollar bill. No way. Yeah, it's there. It looks like crap. It looks like a cartoon dollar bill. And this is KFC dollar, KFC dollar snacker dollar bill. Subliminal message dollar bill. Bitches. It says the company pulled a similar stunt oh in 2006 God. when they buried a code inside of a commercial for a buffalo snacker that could be redeemed for free food. I see it. The dollar bill there. I do. It's supposed to make you think that it's a small amount of money, I guess. For a small ass sandwich. Yeah. Huh. 
Well, I'll just be go to hell. Does it make you want one of those now? No, I just want KFC coleslaw, dude. I just want the dollar bill. I just want the coleslaw. Fuck the dollar. My friend Mike is obsessed with their coleslaw, too. It's not bad, but... It's so good. I guess when it comes to coleslaw, it's maybe the better coleslaw out there, but I don't sit there and crave it. You're goddamn right it is. It's so good, dude. Are you from the South, Josh? No, I'm not. Not even a little bit. I mean, Iowa. Is a Southern thing? I don't know. It might be a Southern thing. Like, I grew up eating coleslaw and tater salad and things like that. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) All right. So, the next one is they title it The Board Game Incident. So, have you ever heard of a board game called Husker Do? No. Apparently it was from the 70s. I don't know what it is either, but um, television spots for the barely remembered memory board game Husker Do that aired in 1973 inserted a series of frames that read, Get It. The game's manufacturer, Premium Corp of America, admitted a staff member had placed the images. The FCC filed or fielded the incident and subsequently condemned such taxic, tactics as being contrary to the public interest. See, that's why I'm saying it doesn't seem to be illegal. They just condemned it. They're just like, shame on you, Husker. It do. also says, yeah, it, it's believed to be the first example of subliminal advertising on television, but I don't know if that's true. And what year was that? 1973. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's what they're telling us. But this is like advertising. I'm sure the government's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so here's more about the ARIA Awards. I knew I had more information on it. To the yeah. This Um, was in Australia, correct? It's Australia's biggest achievements in the music industry. Okay, cool. Uh, While viewers may have expected to see commercials during the broadcast... In 2007, they might not have expected to be exposed to images below or near the threshold of human awareness. That's how the Australian Communications and Media Authority described their choice to flash 10 images of corporate sponsors like Toyota above or during the ceremony. The channel got scolding and had to promise never do it again. See, they just got yelled at. Yeah, you better you better not. You better I mean, not. Honestly, I don't think that. Well, the government, of course, they could point their fingers at you for doing something that they do. Yeah, they don't sure. care. <laughs> Give no fuck. So, a classic one that is, I'm sure most people know about this one. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. So, when you look at a FedEx truck, in between the E and the X is the arrow. Yes, there is. That's supposed to be a a signal to your mind telling you that they're fast. Oh, okay. But now I I see that everything about, right? Yeah. At the end of the FedEx logo. Interesting, though. You look confused. No, I'm just thinking because there was another one that I was... uh, It was similar to FedEx. Oh, it's Amazon. Amazon. Oh, with the smile. But it's not just the smile. And the it starts A at to Z. A to Z, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's 
what I was trying to remember. That yeah. was on this list, but I took it off because I thought that one was pretty obvious. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you like Skittles? I fucking love Skittles. Does yeah. it make you think of sex Ooh. when you eat the berry ones? The berry... The berry ones are the... Is that the purple bag? Purple bag? It says... Oh, this is an older bag. It's not the newer bag, but... Hey, there's nothing wrong with the old bag. <laughs> uh, at one point on the logo, if you look this up, if you look a berry explosion... Ooh. Skittles? Um, Skittles bag. But I'm going to have to taste it. Ugh. They put a Skittle, a red Skittle, right in front of explosion. So it said sexplosion. No way. Uh-huh. Berry um, explosion Skittles. This is happening. To make people subconsciously read it as sex. <gasps> yes. Looky, looky, looky. This is outstanding. That is so hot. How about that? I mean, that? How, you know that they did. They noticed that. I mean. Well, yeah, come on. Looks like sex. <laughs> like, how do you explain that in the board meeting? You know so, what I mean? Yeah, we're here to pitch this new package idea that we got. <laughs> Look up. This is a perfume ad from the 80s. Um, hold on. Let me get find some, it. Uh, get some pheromones in there. Is it... Uh, Sex Panther? No, but I just found another one. <laughs> uh, okay. So look up candies.com perfume ad. Perfume ad. Ooh. It's got a lady sitting on top of a computer monitor. Got it. <laughs> the guy sitting there and a rocket taking off on the computer monitor. You know who that right into her. Do you know who that guy is? Do you oh, know who? Do you that's know? what's his name? <laughs> that is Ethan Hawke. No, that looks like Ethan Hawke. No, it's a musician. Oh, okay. Who? What's his name? That's uh, Mark McGrath. The chick. Yeah, that's uh, Mark McGrath. And Alyssa Milano, apparently. Doesn't really look like Alyssa Milano. I don't have it as Melissa, Alyssa Milano. But, but yeah, it's look, definitely look Mark. The pointing to. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> all up, all up in there. How about that? So, yeah. It's, what do you um, mean from the 80s, dick? Is it from the 80s? No. No, it's from the 90s. Whatever. I don't know. Dick. I wasn't looking at it at the time. Uh, so another one. And I'm sure you've seen this one. This one is from the Dirty Ice Cube from the Coca-Cola ad. <laughs> what is it? This guy actually got sued because of it. So Dirty just type ice in cube. 
Uh, it's the, the infamous Coke ad from an Australian campaign featured a hidden illustration that went unnoticed for years. When Coke realized that one of the blocks of ice contained shape suggestive of fellatio, they sued the original artist. And in this ice cube, it looks like a woman with her mouth open. On the other side of the ice cube is a penis. No so look way. up Dirty Ice Cube Coke ad. That's what I'm looking up right now. Oh, my Everybody God, it there, does. Go there and look that up. It totally does. And it, it looks... makes you, it's supposed to make you think of sex. This is just a guy getting away with it. That looks like a lady that's just about ready to flesh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is ridiculous and hilarious. So I got one more for people to look up, and then we got some more to talk about. Okay, so this next it one, too. it's not so subliminal. It's a Burger King ad. <laughs> look up Burger King Super 7-Incher ad. <laughs> Everybody pause the show and go look up Burger King Super 7-Incher ad. I can see it already. It'll blow your mind away. Look at this yeah, chick. It just tastes better she, than the woman's like. She is yeah. ready. <laughs> Look at her. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. The super seven-incher. Now, hey. Because <laughs> people have uh, gotten creative with these. And made their own. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could use your imagination. Okay. So another oh, one that you might uh, not be aware of. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows this poster or cover. The poster for Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. She has the moth in front of her mouth. Yes. On that moth is a skull, right? Yeah. In that skull, that skull is made up of naked ladies. I've it's reminiscent of an, oh, like an old yeah. How about artist. that? But I did not know that that what that skull was made up of is naked ladies. Naked chicks. There they are. To, I mean, that's interesting. And that's to suggest to the mind. Your mind sees it, even if you don't consciously see it, and makes you think of sex. Can I ask? How do you see something like that? Something that's so small. Because all I really see is just the moth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you see the, I mean, the, the, you the, see the skull. You see the skull. So your mind or your eye is drawn to the skull anyway. But I just up until now, I guess, I, I, just, I didn't really notice the, the naked chicks. You know what I'm saying? So the whole thought behind it is, and the way it's supposed to work, and I believe it works, as your brain takes the information in, your visual cortex takes it all in, whether you're noticing it mentally or not, and stores it, and even catalogs it and recognizes it. Okay. And that's why, you know, hypnosis can be suggestive, of course, but under hypnosis, people will remember details that they don't remember at all from when they were awake viewing something but let me just go on record and say this at the end of the day like it's the movie has Jodie Foster in it and 
if I think of anything about Jodie Foster, it's like sex is the last thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not her you're supposed to be sexualizing. It's the victims. That's the, that That's supposed to be sexualizing. Not you, but that is supposed to be representative of the victims. Puts the lotion on its <laughs> Well, there's also, we talked about the the foreign language syndrome or the foreign accent syndrome yes. and the savant stuff or the math stuff where somebody gets hit in the head and all of a sudden yeah. they know all this stuff. Yeah. This is part of that. Same that, type of that shit. That stuff is all stored in your head. Wow. And you don't know it's there. It's and amazing. something might knock you in the head and it all comes out. <laughs> well, hopefully you get something other than the BK 7-inch or deluxe or whatever it was. <laughs> the Super 7-inch. Super 7-incher, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is it's all supposed to stimulate your brain. Nice. Whether you realize it or not. Look at this go. This is why the things in Disney stuff are supposed to be really bad because even though they're really quick and people won't really notice them unless you slow them down, kids just soak it all up and it could be in there somewhere subliminally implanted in your brain. <laughs> like the priest's election, ere- election, <laughs> the priest's erection in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I never saw that. You've never seen The Little Mermaid. I've seen The Little Mermaid. Just never saw the priest sprouting wood. I don't remember it either. So the, Disney says it's their knee, it's knee, it's his knee, but they took it out in the most recent release of it. They changed really? it. Yeah, they took that out of A lot of, of the stuff they've changed. Um, so it says, during the wedding scene in which the groom is MK'd ultraed by the evil witch into marrying her... <laughs> is how they put it. The priest is performing the wedding ceremony. He does appear to have an erection. He does At one point, appear to be pitching a tent. That's right. <laughs> and out there. That is hilarious. It says Disney has redrawn the entire scene and took it out. Uh, Little Mermaid also the 1989 VHS cover. Yeah. Castle looked a lot like a bunch of dildos stacked like up. a whole bunch of cocks. Including the one in the middle looked exactly like a penis. Okay. Just <laughs> all of that, too. Um, this one, somebody actually got... People actually got fired over because oh. they actually slipped it in and Disney didn't know. So in The Rescuers... I like The Rescuers. In the 1977 version of a Rescuer, yeah. of The Rescuers, when they're flying around... On the back of the bird in the little tuna can. Yeah. When they're flying by one of the buildings, there's actually a naked lady in one of the building windows. And it's actually there. It's just a topless lady standing there. And they fired the guy because he snuck it. One of of the animators snuck it in there. Is it just like a silhouette? No, it's not a cartoon. It's a picture of a naked lady standing there. Oh. Yeah. What a dumbass. Nobody know Disney's didn't notice. It took it until people were actually able to slow it down on their computer to find it. There's people that do that now. They go frame by frame through these movies. Imagine how long that takes. <sighs> I must not. I mean, I wish they I don't have enough to do something like yeah, that. They don't, no, I don't ever wish that. No, for I you. wouldn't want to do that. I just no. wish I had that amount of time. No. Keep it. Keep yourself busy, people. 
<laughs> Not that kind of busy. That's the wrong kind of busy. Here's something else that's been changed that okay. they say was was nothing, but they've since changed it. So this comes from Aladdin. Aladdin? Uh, yeah, so there's a scene in the 1992 children's classic in which Aladdin tries to woo Princess Jasmine on her balcony, Seen only it. to be confronted by her tiger. Yeah. As the shot cuts away, we can still hear Aladdin stammering at the angry tiger in the background, including what sounds suspiciously like the line, good, good teenagers, teenagers take their clothes, take your clothes off. Yeah. So here's the deal though. With that, I listened to that today. They changed it. Oh, did they? They changed it to See. good. Uh, it says to down kitty. Cause it, yeah. the actual line was good kitty. Good take kitty. off and go. Right. But they changed it to Down Kitty for See, the DVD release of the film. It's interesting, though, because I was watching that uh, that clip, that scene or whatever, and, yeah, you can hear something in there. However, it didn't sound like it to me. It didn't huh. sound like good teenagers take off their clothes or something like that. You know, I didn't. I just didn't quite. They hear did it. say that you had to turn it up to max volume. To oh no, it. I was watching it on YouTube. They slowed it down. Yeah. They did the whole fucking nine. You know what I mean? Huh. But yeah, interesting though. Good loady. So there's the the one that the big one that everybody seems to know about, where in the Lion King, when he's playing, Simba's playing with uh, Timon and Pumbaa, and he slumps on the ground and dust comes off the ground. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, okay, so there's a scene where they're up on what looks like a cliff. Okay. And they, they're... I don't know what they're doing at the moment. They're singing and dancing, and then they kind of fall to the ground, and as Simba falls to the ground, dust or dirt flies up in the air off the edge of this cliff. Okay. And in that dust spells the word S-E-X. No now the the animators claim that it's FSFX for special effects, but it it looks like an E to me. That's hilarious. And it's like it's clear. It's you can read it without somebody drawing over it. What's funny to me is the fact that they're not denying there's letters in there. Yeah, there's definitely a hidden image there, hidden letters. Yeah. They just stating that it's an F instead of an E, but it clearly looks like an E to me. That's hilarious. No, I had never so, seen yeah. that, though. So there's plenty more of advertisements and Disney stuff that we could get into the second half, and plenty of other stuff, too. Yeah. Um, I just want to tease this. We'll talk about it more on the next episode. Have you ever heard of U.S. Patent 6506148? I'm glad that you bring this up because, like, literally, dude, we could do an entire show on this shit. Yeah, this isn't necessarily like subliminal advertising. This is no. electromagnetic electromagnetic fields coming from your monitors, exactly. and TVs. That Let's actually give me a affect fucking your... break. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Yeah. <sighs> this was filed in 2001. And it's specifically for LCD TVs. I see that About I didn't realize. Nervous system manipulation by electromagnetic field for monitors. 
we're going to get into this shit. And they go into all the exact science and studies of it. And it's an approved patent. Oh, yeah. That these people controlled people's nervous systems with a TV screen. Through just a DVD or something like that. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Because it's how the screen operates. They don't have yeah. to do anything special to it other than put certain frequencies through it. It's fucking weird. It's absolutely and control your mind. So if you thought subliminal messaging was bad, you just wait because it's even worse than you thought. And they bullying you. Sons of bitches. They got us by the balls, buddy. They got us by the balls. I know. I I posted on Instagram just yesterday, uh, Illuminati over Burlington Co. Factory. Because I was at Burlington Co. Factory and they had a t-shirt <laughs> hanging on the thing that had the Illuminati symbol on it. That's funny. And I was investigating and I figured out that that's why they have such low prices. It's got to be it. <laughs> got to get to Burlington. Damn it. Oh, good stuff, man. 913-730-7255. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. What have you. Ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. At Ectoplasmshow on Instagram and Twitter. The Ectoplasmshow on Facebook. Ectoplasmshow.com. Check us out on YouTube. Tell us about examples of subliminal uh, messages that you know of so that we get added into the next show because other listeners might not know about it. Exactly. Now, I think it's a great idea. Good sauce, my friend. Rate and review us on iTunes. And you might want something. I did. I forgot that again. Rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs> you could win a camera. You could win a camera. Rate and review us on iTunes. We'll give you free shit. <laughs> We're buying the the reviews now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, I'll tell you what. You guys have an amazing weekend. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, Tuesday morning with the news episode. Until We will have Brent from from Hysteria 51 51 on our upcoming news episode. F to the yeah. And actually, you can hear a little bit of uh, Hysteria 51 coming up right now. And so we'll talk to you later. Peace out. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you removed the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold.